Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. I'm Giovanna Fletcher and this is a special bonus episode brought to you in conjunction with Zarbies and Boots. And for those of you who are not aware, Zarbies is a new brand that is inspired by nature and backed by science. At Zarbies, they believe that kindness isn't just looking after everyone else, it's looking after yourself too. They've crafted a range of kind and effective products, all made from pure honey and other botanicals. There are cough and sore throat syrups and immune support liquids that contain vitamin D, formulated for children and adults, perfect for the whole family. So I'm really excited about teaming up with them on this one. In this episode, I'll be exploring a subject that every parent has struggled with, keeping your kids happy and healthy. How do you get your children to have a good routine with their food? How do you ensure they're staying active and doing things that have a positive impact on their mental well-being? Plus, how can you achieve all of these things as a family and have fun whilst doing it? Well, to explore this topic in detail, I am joined by some very special guests, friends of mine and friends of the podcast. It's Harry and Izzy Judd. Well, actually, what we're going to kick off with is talking about like, little tips and tricks that you might have picked up along the way. And also, I think it's really... Well, I love it when you can go on a podcast and just chat about the different things that you do as a family. Because I think we put little snippets on Instagram of what dinner time might look like or what our routines are. But actually, it's a very diff different thing living it. Mm -hmm. uh, so what I would love to do first is talk about mealtimes. Because, you know, we've been on tour together. We've experienced what it's like to eat dinner or breakfast with six children. Yes. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. So... Let, let's set the scene. Okay. It's a meal time. How does that look in the Judd house? Okay, well, should we start with breakfast? Because that's the that. first one of the day. Yeah. So my boys, until I feed them, it's just there's just no hope really in getting anything else done. <gasps> and Lockie just says num-nums, num-nums from the moment he wakes up. He does. He goes num-num. 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 And, uh, and Kit just wants food. But Kit, I have really encouraged him to actually make his breakfast. Oh. But every morning it gets, it's, it's quite stressful. Because <laughs> the food goes everywhere, the milk goes everywhere. But I kind of feel like that's something that I'd like them to learn to be able to do independently. Yeah. So well, I can also have a... he, he's getting up, was getting up, this was almost a year or two ago now, he was getting up 5.30 consistently yeah. and, and wanting food straight away. So Izzy taught him 
the routine, right? Here, here are where the bowls are. Here's the milk. Here's the cereal. And so, yes, you, we'd then come down at 6.37 and there'd be some cereal and milk everywhere. But at least he was then fed and he would then go into a playroom and, yeah. and not essentially the idea being not to wake us up. So. Uh, well, I know. I do the same in our house. And I'm just like, you can go downstairs. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I know you can hear the bowl. You can hear the things doing things. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm the same. I would like that little 30 minutes extra sleep. And also... On a personal, isn't that great for them and their independence? Yes. Yes. So win win. <laughs> yes. Win win. The only thing it's so Lola, our older oldest, who is really independent in loads of ways, but she doesn't like making her own breakfast. Oh. And I think it's she doesn't like if something spills. She yeah. doesn't. She wants to get it right. Yeah. You know, she's quite, isn't she? She's yeah. sort of quite perfectionist in that way. So I need to work on that. And then I'm like, well, maybe Kit can help you. And that. Yeah. Oh no. And. But. I don't really feel I can massively contribute to this conversation. <laughs> On breakfast? Yeah. Why is that, Harry? <laughs> Where I'm, are you at breakfast time? I'm often just sort of still slowly awaking from <laughs> Wait, my slumber. Waiting for his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to come out with this now. I'm, I'm very, very lucky and in, incredibly grateful. And I think one of the things that makes me the happiest in my marriage is right. the fact that <laughs> my lovely wife, Izzy, is so kind and patient. And I'm so lucky. And my friends, a lot of my friends are like, I just can't. In fact, one of those friends being Tom. Yeah, <laughs> it totally is, because he comes back home and tells me, oh, you're no. getting out of bed, mister, there's no I, way. <laughs> I said, I said, yeah, most mornings, Izzy brings me a cup of tea in bed. And Tom, the look on Tom's face, he said... I mean, once a year if I'm lucky. <laughs> and usually that cup of coffee is just for me to go, here's your coffee, get up. That's, yeah, that's, right. the, that's the subtext of that coffee. You I see, uh, just to sort of chip in here, um, I have to get three kids ready for school and out the door by eight. Yeah. I don't need another child. <laughs> this is true. In the house. This and, is true. And contributing to their chaos. And actually, I find when he does get up, it's quite annoying because <laughs> we don't actually get things done in the order that we need to get things yeah, done yeah, and get yeah. out. And then Harry will always give me a Sunday morning. So Saturday always, or Sunday. Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, and I'll, you know, get up and Izzy just can lie in. And, and... is it a surprise which one it is? Or do you know when you're getting a Saturday or a Sunday? Mm. We kind of know, don't we? We'll figure out. I think Harry out. knows when he's pushed his luck. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I, think... I better get up. But but also, I'd like to point out that Tom is, um, it, it blows my mind how he's able to sort of work till one in the morning and he's then really get up with the boys yeah. at five and just function. I'm one of those people that just does not function without good sleep. Yeah. And I do try and... Um, I do try and contribute to, to the to the family for the rest of the day. You yeah, know. you do. I do. I just want to put that out there. All right. Um, well, let's go to dinner times because a, a very different meal, I think, dinner time. What did your meals look like when you were growing up in your dinner times? Just to go back really quickly, actually, I yeah. think this is quite um, important in terms of our breakfast, though. I do, and I've, I've done this with all three children, particularly Lola and, and now Lockie. Yeah. I make smoothies with them and... They really, I remember Lola loving it and Lockie loves it now, the process. Of yeah. it. He goes over and gets a little stool and comes over. We get the, the smoothie maker out and we put all the bits in mm. and we talk about the, the nana and the blue booze, you know, and, and then we do the whizzing up together and, and he always drinks that. And yeah. he's, out of the three, doesn't eat the vegetables, doesn't eat the fruit. It's yeah. a bit of a pain, but that is a really nice thing as a parent. It's a fun little thing to do together and... Because you can make smoothies quite tasty but get goodness in, he actually drinks them and we do cheers and it's a sweet little moment. So that is actually part of my sort of 
breakfast contribution. So I know you do your morning smoothies. You also do porridge, all whilst Harry is snoozing. Um, (laughs) Do you also give the kids supplements? So, yeah, so every morning I give them their Zabi's multivits and immune support. Actually, they, the kids remind me now. Do they? Like, Mummy, we need to have our Zabi's. They have like a multivit, which is supports our immune and gives them vitamin D. And there's actually an adult immune support as well. So I make sure. It, it's that thing, isn't it? You fill up their water bottles. Yeah. And you're like, well, where's my water bottle? And it's the same, you know, with, with your multivits. It's making sure we're supporting our immunes. So, yeah, that's important. It's part of our routine and then they get used to it don't they kids and then yeah it amazes me how much they remember and they go you haven't done that mummy or you know even on the way to school you didn't give us our you know it's it tastes good though isn't it yeah <laughs> it's it horrible the it, kids will be like oh it tastes so good <laughs> it's yeah the honey and oh it's really sweet and yummy it's really yummy and i've had a cough recently so i've been having a bit of cough and sore throat syrup and that has sorted me right out. It's mm. really helped me feel better, I would say. Yeah, because we, in our family, um, Harry and Kit always get the coughs. Yeah, with the Zabies. It really helps. And it's honestly like I've, yeah, I'm the one that goes down and, and just coughs and annoys Izzy in nighttime, just coughing away. So it's the nighttime coughing. Oh, the nighttime coughing. Oh, it's the very, the piercing kind of breaking into Constant. your sleep. But mm. I think Kit, so Kit had bronchiolitis as a baby mm. and was really quite poorly. And for the first five years after that, whenever he got cold, he would get a cough. But it has started to ease, hasn't it? He used yeah. to get croup quite a lot. But I feel like we're sort of coming out of that. But he is still prone. He'll always be the one really? needing propped up. I, <laughs> I now put like the pillows under the mattress to try and oh. keep them propped up. Well, Zarbis is full of naturally sourced ingredients. Is that a part of the reason why you guys use them? Well, absolutely. I think, you know, we try and, and mirror that with the, with the food as well that we give yeah. the kids, which isn't always easy. Yeah, it's, you know, you just, you just try and do your best. And, and um, I think it's also teaching them, like, positive routines yeah. in um, in a kind of relaxed manner as well, you know. I think it's so important that they realise why we need a balanced diet and part of that balanced diet is to have cake sometimes and it is to, <laughs> you know, I think it's not going so much the other way yeah. that they don't understand the complete meaning of a balanced diet. Yeah. And I, I know for me as well, that's really important because we think we've been brought up at a time where, you know, healthy eating and healthy lifestyle is obviously it's completely important and all part of our mental well-being and physical well-being, but not to the detriment of where it, where it crosses the line yeah. and feeds into other problems. So I think it's being really aware of why it's important but making sure there's balance yeah I absolutely agree with that yeah and I think getting the kids as part of that routine because I am my big thing about supplements is remembering to take them yes so if it can become part of your everyday kind of like I know when I do this that makes it so much easier so much easier and if it's on the counter where you always see it as well so mine's always near my kettle so I always know I'm like, oh, yeah. When you're always drinking tea of some kind. <laughs> I am, G. I am. <laughs> well, let's go to dinner times because a very different meal, I think. Uh, dinner times growing up, what did that look like? Were your family all together for dinner times? What's, were you eating the same thing? I think we had different experiences, didn't we? Mine um, was very much, yeah, uh, we had dinner together. Um, we all sat in the same place. My mum was really into her cooking and 
some occasions, you know, there'd even be a little starter and a, always have a pudding. And oh, if it was just you five, yeah, this yeah. is Emma we're talking <laughs> it's about. It's true. Yeah, uh, which some of you now may know my mum <laughs> after her recent appearance on uh, BBC's Race Across the World. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's a really great cook and. Um, you know, uh, and always just have, would have Sunday roasts every Sunday, and we would have, um, you know, tray time. What would you know, in front of the TV on our trays? Tray time. Yeah. Tray time. We literally we didn't call it that. I don't know why. I just tray came. dinners. Tray dinners. That dinners. Sort of thing. Dinners yeah. on trays. I'm also embarrassed to say we we call it supper, which my bandmates always <laughs> take the mick out of me for. They're like, oh, you're so posh. But we would have supper in front of the television. Um, yes. So that was a really. Uh, happy memory for me and a great way that we would spend time together as a family and talk and and we still do it now with my family when we go back to they live in Suffolk when we go back as a family with you know Izzy um, mum makes the food and we all sit through in the dining room and and we talk and it's a really positive thing that we are now starting to introduce with our children it's just started happening Lola started eating with us on Fridays or Saturdays um, and Kit comes and sits at the table too. He doesn't eat the food that we eat because he's he's not into that yet. Um, but we, like, I think it was only last Saturday we had a really nice time around the, the table. Yeah. And we were eating our food and I'd, I'd cooked it and we were just want to get that in. I cooked it. And, um, <laughs> and we had a real giggle, didn't we? I can't remember what we were laughing about, but it was a really positive um, bit of family time. And we were talking about this because often you think, okay, it's the weekend, let's go to some farm or let's go do some family experience. And often those are really stressful, mm-hmm. unenjoyable things. And the highlight of our week last week was sat around the table together eating food and then being up in the bedroom, messing about a bit on the beds, you know, before they went to sleep. And that was the best sort of family time we had within that week. So, yeah, that's... Yours wasn't quite the same, though, was No, it? mine was not quite the same, uh, mainly because my brothers were all away at school. Right. They were all choristers at King's. You know, so from the age of when they were eight, they each went. So I don't have that many memories before then. Yeah. But we would always do a Sunday roast. So whether that was in Cambridge where they were choristers or whether that was back at home. But food, yeah, it was more... I never felt it was part of our kind of family thing, food. It was more just a this needs to be done, yeah, and then we'll move on. So actually, when I met Harry and we had, like, sit-down meals and discussions. Also, the other thing, as you know, my lovely brother, Rupert, um, who's brain-damaged from a car accident, meals were never the same. I mean, can you imagine having <laughs> Rupert at the meal table trying to have a civilised conversation? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I suppose... With us, with us, we're very conscious of having those times with the children. Mm. But then I'm sure you know, G, when I go in and do tea time after school, it's like how many jobs can I get done whilst they're sat having their tea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there is just that practical element. If I'm on my own and, you know, things need to be get, got ready for the next day and the dishwasher needs doing it, and however much that voice in your head's going, sit down, have dinner together... It's just not, it's not realistic. It's just not always realistic. So if we can aim for a meal, you know, Friday or Saturday, and then I'm sure as they get older and there's more independence for them to get themselves, hopefully, sorted. And also it's all about, so for us, I am very happy with a five o'clock dinner. I can't wait until the kids go to bed because now Buzz has a half past eight bedtime. Mm. So if I come down, I can't eat at nine o'clock every night. Yeah, I know that's we're experiencing that transition now because our kind of routine was 
it's like if I'm around, it'd be like tea time. And then Izzy would take them up. To, well, maybe one of us would do bath, but then that's around the time that Izzy starts going, Harry, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the time of day you don't want to mess with Izzy. You don't mess with mummy around between six and, and seven. So she wants a bath and to be fed. And if that doesn't happen... <laughs> It's I like, like it. you're really not a morning person. No. And you're really not a hungry. Like, By that person. time, I've really, I'm really at my limit. And I'm good in the evening, so I kind of that's where I come into my own. Good. Yeah. So it's that, but that's kind of a bit awkward because it's like I want, I also want to be there at bedtime and do stories and kind yeah. of have, you know do like nice things at bedtime. It's a really sweet moment where they're starting to get sleepy and you can yeah. enjoy cuddles and not so much chaos, but. Um, he says that, but you're jumping around the beds with them. Like I know, that. but actually, isn't that that's supposed to be? I've seen a lot of this on my algorithm about that being a really good time to do like rough play with your kids because it releases all the happy endorphins and then it actually relaxes them and they sleep better. Buddy's so. new favourite game is me just kissing him, kissing him, kissing him, like kissing, kissing his him. face. Aww. Yeah, and he really giggles, and it's like we're wrestling. At the same time of, as me giving him loads of kisses, because he's kind of like fighting against it. It's but really. He was, Can we play the game? Oh. <laughs> it's really important. It, I think it I was reading. It teaches them, you know, that physical boundaries and like releases a lot of their energy. And yeah. Um. I mean, we were in the bedroom doing kind of the kids were doing roly polies and jumping off their chest of drawers and doing somersaults and things. And Lockie's joining in and and then Izzy piped up and was like. Shall I try and do a roly-poly? Have you tried to do a roly-poly? <laughs> Not as an adult, no. And I was like, right. I'm, I imagine it hurts, actually. I'm getting my camera out. I'm getting my phone out. And I was like, and she was psyching herself up. And I was like, come on, you can do it. No, but the, reason, the reason being is that since I've had Lockie, I've had vertigo. I, I, I experienced vertigo. I can't lie flat. Um, and so I knew, I was like, this is, I'm really testing myself here because I, this could make me spin. Yeah, but I was like, it made come me on. Spin. No. She did a roly poly on the bed and went, oh God, oh no, oh God. And like head in her hands. And the kid. And, horrible. And it's all horrible. of us, like Milo and Kit, were in hysterics. And of course, oh. Lockie's laughing, doesn't know why, but he joins in. And it was a good moment. But. Bless you both. Try a roly poly, see how you get on. I will. I'll, upstairs, after this. <laughs> okay. after this. Uh, one thing you are very good at, Harry, is staying active. You stay active. How important is it to you that the family stays active? And how do you. You know, encourage everyone to to do that. Um, yeah, so I do. I love to stay active and 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 for all sorts of reasons. But um, I think, particularly, well, it started when obviously with Lola, and I kind of always had this this dream of kind of going out for a run with my kids, and <laughs> and that was realised quite quickly. Lola's a really happy, positive soul, and and is always up for doing anything, and so from a young age, when she could first ride a bike, or even in fact when Izzy would ride a bike with her on the back. And she'd cycle alongside me. And so the same happened with Kit. And they would just always see Daddy putting his trainers on and going out for a run. And Kit was particularly taken by that. And I think he was only four when, I, you know, he managed a sort of 12-kilometre bike ride whilst I ran. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we went up all the way up the, um, the Thames and over Putney Bridge and back, and he just, just got on with it. And and um, I think the fact that... And it's a stupid thing to say because it seems pretty obvious, but it was something that was the first thing where I really saw how much of a, a positive influence you can have on your children because they were talking to me about running and why do you run? And, and I'd, so I talked to them. I said, oh, how many kilometres are you doing today, Daddy? And 
why are you running? And you going for a run? And then Kip said, I want to come for a run. And, and actually, a couple of weekends ago, he came and did three kilometres with me, running no. this time, not just on his bike. No. And Lola comes out sometimes. And, and I think it's teaching them that kind of resilience and talking them through, like, you know, that when they're struggling on the run. Obviously, I go slow. For them, I'm not. It's not a race. I know I'm competitive, but I'm not that bad. But you know, Lola talks about it being hard, and I, I talk about you know why is it hard and why it's important to do it, and how um, you know how good you feel about yourself afterwards. Actually, physically, you know, the physical feeling of, of benefits of exercise. But when we've actually finished that run, I'll say, "How are you guys feeling? Do you feel satisfied? It feels good, doesn't it?" And they're like, "Yeah, no, it does." And we often finish the run at a coffee shop and then we have a, a croissant and, a, you know, they'd have a little hot chocolate or whatever. And um, so it's not actually been too difficult to, yeah. to get them into it. This is modelling that. It's just kind of doing it and maybe they naturally get a little bit interested in it. Yeah, exactly. And Kit in particular, but also Lola will talk about it. But again, it's like the food thing. It's in a positive way and not, yeah. not letting it become, you know, actually a negative thing and becoming... Um, an unhealthy relationship with 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 exercise. Um, I can remember going for runs with my dad, my dad yeah. and my mum. Actually, we'd all kind of go out on family runs. I don't know why we went through this phase, but, but every so often getting a stitch, and dad just being like, "Just don't stop moving, don't stop moving, <laughs> keep your feet up." But I, the thing, I would, I love my dad, so no, no diss to him, but he wasn't into that, and I would right. have absolutely loved it. I was always like that. My brother wouldn't have. But, but it's like you said at the start, you get you, you've gone into sort of being active for various reasons. Yeah. So they would have asked, been an aesthetic because at the start of McFly, I hate to say it, Harry, you were not. Active. I or wasn't. Fit in no, any way. no, I wasn't. But I was always fit and active as a as a child, yeah. as a teenager. Um, <laughs> but by the time I was sort of twenty three, twenty four, kind of reconnected with it, and it's been a kind of a staple of of like you know my kind of well being and, and mental yeah. health, and, and something that I've always been able to fall back on when you know things haven't been so easy. Um, and that's only something I understood in my twenties, and yeah. I think. Hopefully, my kids can now see the benefit of it from from a very young age. And um, we haven't experienced necessarily yet the negative effect of of screens and computers mm. yet, a little bit. But I think it does fall on the parent a lot to encourage the children to get out. Come on, let's go do something. Like screen time, obviously, is okay. We we do it a lot, you know. But it's I think at that age they need that positive influence and inspiration to go out and do things, whether that's going for a run, going for a walk, bike ride, going and doing active things. Yeah. Children generally at that age, they're up for trying things and, and it's quite easy to entertain them in a way. Within that sort of framework then, you know, thinking about mental health and staying active and all the things that we do for our kids, how important for you is a routine? I mean, I live for routine. <laughs> it just for me, a routine just makes sense. Yeah. I can remember Tom saying in the car once before we had Buzz, you know, we're not going to change, you know, we're still going to go to bed. The, the baby will just do what we do. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we've, it, Izzy's kind of definitely taken charge there and, and, and it's, it's worked for us and, and every family's different. I mean, talking of race across the world, it just, the, this example came to mind. I saw this couple with a baby and a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and they were just travelling across Europe. Mm. And I just thought, wow, that like that's amazing. Crazy, yeah, but that's amazing. I thought you two mm. obviously just like so relaxed, and that's your thing, and that's amazing. Like, there's no way me and Izzy could do that. And and what works for us is routine, and that's okay. So it's what whatever works for 
for you as a couple that matches, I think, with your to help you to cope best, to be the best parents you can be. But mm. yeah, routine is 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 his thing. Mm. I mean, I I do think I've had to let go and learn to be a bit more flexible. Yeah, and. I don't know. There's something, isn't there? If there's routine, you feel in control. Mm -hmm. right? And so anxiety, if you feel in control, everything's going to be okay. So I suppose that's sort of my narrative, isn't yeah. it? If I just know everything is and when I'm doing everything and it's all, you know, and I, and I really struggle with that kind of, you know how someone will suddenly say to you, someone said to me the other day, looking back, I wish I'd given my children more time. Mm. And sometimes I get, I'm like, but where is the time? Like... <laughs> I because I'm so rigidly in this routine yeah. that perhaps sometimes I could just let that go or I or I could use that time to get on my yoga mat mm. 10 minutes you know I, I think it's that constant guilt I know we talk about it but it is just that did I do enough today have I spent enough time with them versus this is actually mental. <laughs> like, this is just... And then you throw in Christmas and like the yeah. moment, like all the admin from school and the things I carry. And actually, I wrote it all down and said to Harry, look at mm. what is in my head. I did that the other night. Because yeah. it was just ridiculous, the amount yeah. of things. And it's learning to delegate and go, yeah. actually, I need you to do this. But... I find that hard as well because I want to be, no, I've, got, I've totally got this under control. This is going to be fine. And then you do reach overwhelm and you reach this moment of... I don't know, literally don't know how you do it or mums do it. I mean, obviously there are dads out there that, that take on that responsibility yeah. in, in the mum's work. But in our setup, you know, I don't know how you do it. It's, it, it's mental. It's, it's crazy, you know, and also both of you work but even if you don't work you know when we're not working you have to pass on the responsibility to a parent or an or a babysitter or a nanny or whatever and so if you're not working it's just full time full yeah. on the whole I mean Izzy was out for maybe for five hours the other day or and well, most of the day mm. and I sort of did everything what did you forget what did, what what did, you, what did I forget? what did you leave in the house Keys, probably. <laughs> probably house le keys. Left them in the front door, probably. And Izzy texted me at six o'clock saying that you were locked outside the flat and she was out. Yeah. With all three Standard. kids. With all three kids. Oh, yeah, with all at three kids. Time. Yeah, at bedtime. And the um, conversation was, don't be angry with me. I rang her and I was like, now don't be cross. <laughs> I start to phone call. She went, yes. I was like, I left my keys in the house. Uh, but that, no, that was a different day. But I... And oh, I, yeah, the day you did. Yeah, and I did, like... The, the washing and the, the folded the clothes and I was, noticed this process I remember the first time I this was years ago I, I folded the clothes or I got them out the I got them out the tumble dryer and as he's like okay well well done you've, you've now got to fold them I was like oh right okay sure so then you cut to the next day I get them out the tumble dryer and I fold them I'm like she gets home I'm like folded them she's like yeah sure so now you've got to <laughs> now you've got to take them upstairs and actually put them into their wardrobe well, that's the thing because there's a great thing about this that um i've seen talked about many different many times where you delegate different areas of the household to mm. each other mm. but if you're gonna do the tumble dryer if you're gonna do the washing you do the washing you do the washing you don't yeah. half do it so yeah. that someone else has to pick it up yeah but then but then you you then the next but that challenge isn't over though you then have to put the clothes away and you do it and you go, they get in and go, did the folding, put the clothes away. And they go, 
Sure, well done. What do you want? Do you want your medal? <laughs> so then the challenge is to do it and not say anything. Yeah. You just do it. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> yeah, Have yeah, you done yeah. the washing? Yeah, of course. <laughs> because doing things in the household and not getting thanked for it, that is You've done that, have you? Because then it's like, did you do the dishwasher as well? And you, have you got their tea ready? And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. How, like, And that is literally three of 20 jobs. Because yeah. I did, did a day where I did them all and I nailed it. I was like, I've absolutely nailed this. And when she gets in, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to go, hey, do you have a nice day? Can I get you a drink? You know, and I was like, eventually it came up when the kids went to bed. I went, gosh, you know, a lot, a lot happened today. And she was like, yeah, but then she reeled, <laughs> reeled, reeled off about 10 other things that I wouldn't have had to think of. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how you do it. I literally, I'm exhausted. Like. But also I do think we can be a little bit at fault. So when Lola was born, um, if I asked Harry, or if Harry was doing something and say he got her dressed and I was like, what have you put her in? <laughs> yeah. But then it gives that that kind of thing that you're saying you can't dress her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. actually that's not right either. No. If, that, if that, it's not your way, that's okay. Yeah. But that climaxed in, in an argument for us because it's like, I remember... Um, I, I rung Izzy and I was like um, uh, to ask her about something she's like why are you can't you just do it I was like no because when I do it you just get annoyed with me because I get it wrong so just tell me what to do and it but, was like, uh, but it does blow my mind because you get yourself dressed every day like you know what people need to wear and, you, and even it's now different though with a baby with two, I think it, I even as they grew up I was like well and socks. <laughs> you know what, guys? I don't know if we've given anyone any tips or tricks. Tips or tricks <laughs> no. in this episode, but we have shown that there's no such thing as a picture perfect family. No, uh, and that we all just uh, we're muddling through and yeah. trying to make the most of the situation. And a big thanks to both Zabi's and Boots for partnering with us on this one. Remember, the whole range of Zabi's kind and effective cough relief and immune support products are available in Boots, the UK's leading health and beauty retailer. Zabi's cough and sore throat syrups are medical devices to relieve any dry or chesty cough. Two plus years. Zabi's immune support liquids are supplements. Shouldn't substitute a varied balanced diet. Vitamin D helps maintain a normal immune system. Three plus years. Thank you for listening and goodbye.